What's up, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode five of The Big George Way, and I'm your host, George Hegeman. This week, we're going to dig a little deeper into the discussion we had on last week's episode. Okay, so before we dive into this week's episode, I do have to start this out by giving you guys a big man-friendly moment of the week. So those of you that don't know me, I'm also the coach of the number one high school football team in the country. We just finished out the season 8-0, undefeated. We started the season at number one. We finished the season at number one. Now we're just seeing whether we're going to be crowned national champions. Won our last game 41-6, right? We scored a thousand touchdowns a game, it seems like. So our players like to celebrate. So they do this thing called the body bump. What it basically is, it's a body high five. So you guys know the way my knees, my ankle, and my back, and my neck is set up. Like, if you're big, you're a big man like me, like, we don't go airborne. Like, that's not what we do. But, you know, our players, you know, their kids, they like to celebrate. So, you know, I want to make sure I can celebrate with them. So because of that, I had to augment the body bump and make it the big man friendly body bump. (laughs) So here's what I do. I still let them run full speed at me as fast as they can, jump high as they want to in the air, and I just body bump them on their way down. (laughs) I just catch them on their way down. Still a celebration. So why am I telling you that? I'm telling you that because, listen, if you want to be great at anything, you have to understand who you are. You have to understand that, listen, being your authentic self is the best thing that you could possibly do. Now, I could have tried to jump up in the air and body bump my players, but this kid's 17. I'm 47. I'm just not set up that way anymore. So it would have been a disaster had I tried to do it. But I still figured out a way to get it done. And it was great. So our media team, they do an excellent job of like capturing like all the different things that we do with our kids, all the engagement, whether it's practice, whether it's in games, whether it's celebrations or whatever. They did an awesome job with the body bump, made it look like I jumped in the air. All the kids were celebrating. It was fun. It was great. Everybody got something out of it, and I didn't get hurt. (laughs) I didn't get hurt. So the most important thing about this is I understood who I am. Being my authentic self, being exactly who I am. That's why I know I'm in the center of my assignment. So let's get into how you can figure it out for yourself. So the center of your assignment, you know me, the first thing I like to do is define where we're going with anything. So my definition of the center of your assignment is it's that place where your gifts simultaneously align with an occupation, right? So occupation is the time you spend on any given thing. And probably some of the best examples that I can use are, let's think about Michael Jordan. Think about how effortlessly he did his job. Think about all the people that gravitated to him because of the way that he did his job, right? His purpose was to play basketball at the highest level as he possibly could. And he became an icon because of it. When you think about some of the entertainers, like I listen to a lot of rap music, but I listen to a lot of conscious rap. So when I listen to a Kendrick Lamar or a J. Cole, 
right or the roots or someone like that that has a purpose behind the words that they speak or that they rap they do it effortlessly have a lot of followers because of it or tony robbins who's an a phenomenal speaker right a phenomenal motivator the guy does it almost effortlessly i mean he does it effortlessly effortlessly and then there's you i'm sure there's some of you out there right now that live a purpose-driven life you have a purpose that you serve and you do it every single day and you do it so well a lot of times just does not seem like work but here's the thing we know that there are some there are some things that we have to do every single day to be able to do that in order to be able to serve that purpose in order to be able to constantly wake up and be in the center of what we feel like is our assignment so a lot of questions that i got in last from last week's episode was basically the how the what and the why so the first question that i was asked was how do i know when i'm there like how do i get there you know, and, and it was a really good question because I think a lot of times, here's the one thing, and one of the reasons why this podcast exists is because I dislike when people tell me that there is a way that you can do something. You hear people say, lose 30 pounds in 30 days. You know, they say something like that. And, but they don't give you the steps. They don't give you the proven steps to help you do it and to be able to maintain it. But that's not what we're going to do. We're going to give you what we know honestly works so let's jump into it it's like how do you know that you're there so it's three things i've been able to look at either in myself or interviewing other people and talking to them about it one of the very first things you have to do is identify your gifts like you have to spend some time to figure out like what you are good at what do other people think you're good at what is something that you just totally enjoy doing Regardless of the situation For me It's mentoring For me It's building something It's crafting something Right It's sharing my testimony with people Sharing my truth with people Like those things are my gift Transparency is my gift The second thing is You gotta study Other people That have similar gifts as you Now here's why I say that it's one thing to have our own experience and experience is extremely important. Self-experience is extremely important, but like me, I just told you, so transparency is my gift. Being able to speak to people in any type of environment, like that's my gift. That's something that I can just do without even putting a bunch of effort behind it. But I've also learned and study other people that do the things that I like to do. Tony Dungy comes to mind. Now I had an opportunity to play for him you know, for a few years and I didn't spend a lot of time with him, but the time that I spent with him, I studied him. I studied how he spoke to me. I studied how he spoke to other people. I studied how he listened to people. I also studied the things that he would say to people. Some of the scripture that he would use to kind of just talk to people through their issues, how he handled success, how he handled failure how he talked about family and how the how important it was you know as a black athlete to be more than just an athlete like all of those things stuck with me my stepfather I, I studied how he was just a man no matter what the situation was i was young 
But at the same time, I paid attention to those sorts of things. So you do. You got to find people that have similar gifts and study them. My uncle Denny, he comes to mind, right? He was a sergeant in the Marines. You know, he had a specific way about doing things every single day. Like the man had a routine. Like I'm very routine driven because of what I saw him do. Very consistent because of what I saw him do. These are all the people that helped shape George Hegeman as he is today. They created that viewpoint of gifts for me that made me think about how I go about living life and how I can use those gifts to help other people. And then the third thing is, see, I want to make sure you guys understand that studying someone else doesn't mean copying somebody else. When you copy somebody else, all you can do is be the best version of them. But that's not ever going to allow you to be the best version of yourself. So I'm not saying copy somebody else. I'm saying study them, figure out what your gifts are, study other people that share those same gifts. And number three, and how you get there is you got to craft an authentic delivery method to how you communicate to other people. Like the crafting point part is extremely important because that's where you really honestly learn how to take your gifts to the next level, how to get other people to respect your gifts and not see somebody else in you. A lot of people, they're, they're, they're sounding like other people. They're talking like other people. They're doing things that other people do. And any person can look at somebody and say, ah, I hear what he's saying, but everybody else says that. No, you got to make it yours. So the second question I got was, how do I know when I've arrived at the center of my assignment? Like, how do I know? All really good questions. So for myself, so the thing is, is that when the work becomes a source of fulfillment to you, meaning the mundane things that you have to do in order to do that job or do that occupation, when those things become fulfilling to you, like for me is waking up early in the morning, jumping in the swimming pool, making sure I'm in the right state of mind. So when I'm meeting my players or meeting my coaches or the other people that I'm serving that day, like I'm in the right place. Like those mundane things are extremely important to me because I know my energy, right? It's, it's very contagious. So I got to keep my energy extremely positive. It's fulfilling to me to make sure I do that. That's one. Number two you really have to understand if your work is fulfilling to other people, right? It can't just be fulfilling to you. Like other people have to look at what you do and get a sense of fulfillment from it. And the third thing is creative ideas are flowing. You know, you're there. Meaning you've already developed a certain way of delivery, but as you're developing that, You'll all of a sudden, oh man, you know what? And I can I can add this to it and that'll make it even more successful. It just flow. It's not something that you really have to think about. So the third thing is, which in my opinion is the most important thing is, how do you stay there? How do you stay in the center of your assignment? So think about this. Most people say, particularly like when I played in the NFL, one of the things the cliche was is easy getting there, staying there was the hard part. Being productive while you're there, that was the hard part. And the reason being is because 
most people they get there most players they would get there they would get the money get the success get the, get the fame but don't want to show up every day and put the work in to remain productive i was able to do that for seven years that's a job right but it was fulfilling to me because i knew my efforts somebody else is looking at and they were getting motivation from it so how do you stay there man respect is so important you have to show respect for the process and the people that you serve i'm gonna say that again you gotta show respect for the process and the people that you serve so what do i mean by that so there is a process through one and two that you've developed that helped you get to that specific point you're now utilizing the gifts that you have for specific people you're getting fulfillment from it they're getting fulfillment from it the way this all developed was you developed the process whether it's getting up early in the morning whether it's doing a specific thing throughout the day you know really being purpose driven about how you talk to people how you engage with people or whatever the center of your assignment is you do you got to respect the process and you got to respect the people that you serve the second thing you got to stay focused you got to stay focused on the purpose see what the other thing that happens to a lot of people is especially when they achieve a certain level of success man their focus just goes all over the place they've achieved this they feel like they've climbed to the mountaintop on it and then all of a sudden whatever got them there right or or whoever helped them get there they stop staying focused on that Easier said than done, I know. But that's where the beauty is. That's where the muscle has to come into play. You got to stay focused. How do you stay there? You got to show respect for the process and the people that you serve. It's, It's very simple. It's not a long list of things that you need to do in order to stay there. So let's let's dive deep into how you remain respectful to the process number one well if you think about it you took yourself through a very specific exercise right and how you got there just kind of repeating right you identified what your gifts were and then after that you studied other people that shared the same gifts and then you crafted an authentic delivery and how you delivered your gifts to people like that's a process like continue to respect that specific thing. That's one thing that helps you stay there. And then the most important thing is the people. People are the most important thing. You got to listen. You got to learn how to listen. And then after you learn how to listen, you also have to learn how to communicate back to them what you heard them say. What it is that they're telling you that they need. What it is that they're telling you that they're struggling with. And you got to authentically, like, like, like seriously listen to what they are trying to tell you because people are smart. And, and, and I, I think what, what most of us do, like I said, once you reach that level of success is you stop focusing on the small, most important things. So staying focused. So listen, what we want to do is going forward next week's episode I got a nice surprise for you. I am going to interview someone who I've helped go through this process with. 
and they're going to share with us how they've gone through these steps, how they've gone through these steps to try to figure out what the center of their assignment is. And I really want to dive deep into this because I understand how important it is to all of us, to most of us. So tune in for us next week. Oh, almost forgot. Almost forgot. I can't believe I almost forgot. So I do need to share with you guys my 75 hard update. So look, Every episode marks a week that I start another full week of 75 hard. Man, I got to be honest. Like, it's hard, but it's really not hard. I'm just really being honest because, see, I've, I was already doing uh, most of what is called for. So just a really quick recap. So 75 hard challenge is two workouts, one indoors, one outdoors for 45 minutes. Drink a gallon of water a day. Read 10 pages of an entrepreneurial book, stick to a specific diet, and take a progress picture every day. No alcohol, no cheat meals. Man, it's, it's been, it's been, let me say, it's been easier. It's been easier because, again, if you go back to what we just talked about, center of your assignment, I know that every single day when I tell people I'm trying to do something specific, they're looking, they're watching, right? And I, and I work with a very influenceable group of young men and women every single day. So I try to make sure that when they do look at me, they see me doing exactly what I said I was going to do. So that makes it easier for me, but it's great because it keeps me focused. We talked about, you know, keeping focused on the process. It definitely helps me do that. So listen, I want you guys to tune in next week because we're going to have updates again about the 75 heart. I also want to hear from you guys about a big man friendly moment. Is there something else that you guys want me to share with you in that regard? And then, and then here's the last thing. Let's make sure, man, that we are respecting the process. We're respecting the people that are in our purpose and staying focused on how we got there, how we stay there and how we remain productive. This has been George Hagerman from the big George way. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Peace.